Hello, everyone, and welcome to tonight's edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. I am your co-host, Brian Bosard, as always, with my co-host, Shane P. Hallam. Shane, we are 84 days, 22 hours, 59 minutes, and 41 seconds away from the 2022 NFL Draft. And it was Senior Bowl Day 2, a rainy day for you out there, Brian. So I appreciate you setting up in in the rain and uh, making it happen today. Soggy. I got soggy today there, uh, there, Shane, but it's all right. Uh, you know, you do what you have to do for, for the yeah. brand. Yeah, well, and thankfully today they, they put at least half, uh, the first half of the practices up, the, the video up pretty early. So I got to watch not everything, but uh, I got to watch the team stuff and and wide receiver DBs, no line, D-line. So I have, I have some things to say today, that which would be good. Good deal, good deal. Because uh, I, my notebook has, uh, I just published it by about ten minutes uh, before we got on the air. Here is, uh, it is light today because, well, it was pretty. It wasn't pouring down rain, but it was steady, and I could not hold an umbrella, a notebook, and a pen with two hands. So. Ah, come on, come on. You could you could you could have had Pigskin Paul hold your umbrella for you just follow you around. It would have been great. See, we should have we should have upped our uh, intern budget this year, Shane. And I could have had somebody uh that could have done that for me. But uh as usual is my goal on this first full padded practice day, I try to watch the O-line D-line uh one-on-ones and um I did get a little bit of that in. Uh but like I said, I couldn't just have a full supply of notes here. Um, my goal is to go back and on the piece that's up, up on the website right now, um, go back and watch the, uh, the, the film and, and add some more, you know, copious notes, kind of like I had yesterday. I had almost 12, 1300 words uh, in the one yesterday. So if you haven't, if you haven't read day one's recap, you can go back at draftcountdown.com. It's on the front page there. And, uh, and get that, but um, I, I hate to start off negatively, Shane, because you know we try to be positive on this show. But uh, a guy I think you 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 liked a little bit, uh, Andrew Stuber, the uh, the the guard from Michigan. Yeah, he had a rough go. Uh, it seemed like every time you looked up and saw him taking a rep, he was uh, he was going backwards, which is not generally what you want your guard to do. Uh, it was, uh, especially uh, it was one rep that uh, Logan Hall just basically just one armed him and just pushed him all the way back to the goalpost, which is, you know, not great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, Logan Hall in general has been, has been a monster these yeah. two days yeah, like yeah, playing yeah. himself in the top 50. Uh, I mean, there, I, there was a rep to Travis Jones, just, just, oh, I yes. mean, knocking, knocking Stuber back almost, almost out of the end zone. Like, yeah, it, it was, it was tough. The run blocking was definitely not, um, you know, Stuber moving inside. Uh, surprisingly, it's not working for him. He just doesn't have that strength. I think of an interior lineman, which is problematic. Yeah. Um, there was a nice little uh, exchange there. They uh, normally, you know, they they've gone where they'll do back to back reps with the same offensive lineman and defensive lineman, and they did that today with Logan Hall and Cole Strange, uh, the guard from Chattanooga. And the reps were so good against each other that the coaches like, no, 
Y'all go one more time. <laughs> and they did. And Hall ended up getting him on the third rep. So he won the, he won the best two out of three on that. But it was good. They were good. They were really good rep, good hard fought reps. Uh, Cole Strange has, I think, has, has done well, uh, especially considering in this rep he was playing center, uh, which right. I don't think is a position he played at college or in college. So um, that, that was great to see. And uh, it's been good to see him this week. I think he's definitely probably working his way into that uh, early day three area. Uh, Yeah. I I think it's fair, especially showing that versatility. I mean, for him to have that kind of success as a small school guy and and like we talked about yesterday on on the pod. um, Yeah. I mean, he, uh, you know, these small school players, I think day two is where you see, okay, are they, Legit, do they step up? I think Cole Strange is one of those guys that stepped up and met the competition. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, speaking of not meeting the competition, uh, in the the post I just put, uh, somebody had posted a clip of it. I saw, I tweeted about it live when I saw it because it was that bad of a rep. But Abraham Lucas, offensive tackle from Washington State. Uh, had first round grades, I think, by some people before the season started. I think now we've kind of settled into that late day two range. But if uh, that, yeah, if that. <laughs> but Abraham Lucas uh, measured in at six six three thirty two, going against a guy who has played linebacker at Kansas, Kyron Johnson, who is six foot two thirty, and it was bad, Shane. You saw it. Uh, like I said, I saw it live, and he basically put a hundred pound disadvantage on his back. Not great. Yeah, especially when we saw you know uh, Kyron Johnson get uh, get stonewalled yesterday by Trevor Penning. You know, so if you're and essentially the same, guys, right? Yeah. If you're, you're comparing those two guys, it's like okay, you know, Abraham Lucas is not you know not on that level, and. Uh, like I said, Trevor Penning, I, I, I thought when I after the pot I watched last night had uh, had you know pretty inconsistent day yesterday, much better today. So like the fact that he was able to get the best of Kyron Johnson, Abraham Lucas still can't is is a little problematic. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a guy who um continues to see his stock go up, Shane, is your guy, Christian Watson, another good day. Oh, huge, um, great day. Uh I mean, we like I said, we knew we know he's fast, not a question. Um, but he's continues to show his route running ability out there and catch. And he caught the ball well in the rain today, which is something you know not not a not a great many of his teammates could say uh, went on today because there was a obvious. I mean, there's and there was going to be a lot of drops. I mean, it's, it's to be expected. Um, but Christian Watson did not have that many issues with that today. So you, you love to see it. I mean, getting open and it wasn't just deep stuff too. I mean, he was like, he had a really nice out route that, uh, the quarterback didn't hit that was thrown in the ball. Uh, but I mean, clean separation. So I thought the receivers outside of the drops for, you know, for the national team were pretty good. I, I thought Alec Pierce continued to play really well. Uh, Bo Melton impressed me a little bit. I thought he had some good moves and, 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 you know, Romeo dubs, as long as Carson Strong's throwing the ball, uh, he's doing fine. So, (laughs) 
if if you're a team that's drafting Carson Strong, you almost have to consider t- trying to uh, to do what it takes to bring Romeo Dubs in with him, right? Look, the Steelers tried that with Mason Rudolph and James Washington. It didn't quite work. But, it did uh, not work but... out. <laughs> it did not work out. No, no. But, uh, but, look, but, but, wait, but, but another team has, has had success with that. We, we, <laughs> well, we, don't need, we don't need to go into that in every when you single get, podcast. When you go for top five picks, I guess that helps too. <laughs> Uh, the catch of the day, though, Shane, might have gone to Colorado State tight end uh, Trey McBride. Uh, mm-hmm. Had a great contested catch over the top of uh, Jalen Petrie. Uh, great coverage by Petrie on the, on the play. Uh, but McBride just went up and got it because he's a big, strong, physical guy uh, on a pass from Kenny Pickett, uh, who was one-gloving one it today, as they uh, so pointed out, on his throwing hand, which – they thought uh, – I watched a little bit of the NFL Network coverage before we came on, and they were – found it odd that in the rain he had the glove on his throwing hand and not his offhand, which normally in the rain players do it the opposite way. So that was kind of interesting. But Trey McBride, great great catch on the uh, – on great contested catch. Yeah, I, I thought, um, you know, his, his day was fantastic, uh, really flashed why – People have some people have him as the top tight end, uh, definitely the top senior tight end. I think I thought Jeremy Ruckert for Ohio State also played well today. Um, you know, catching the football. Do you let me ask you about that McBride catch? Do you grade that for Pickett as a good throw? Sometimes those are tough for me to say. Like you know, it, it was it was short, but he caught it. You know, um, how, how do you kind of grade that throw? I guess from Pickett. I, I don't mind the throw because he put it where his receipt he didn't put it into coverage like the tight he didn't he didn't throw it at Petrie and McBride had to go make the play he put it where McBride was the only one that was going to catch the football yeah so that that to me goes to knowing the guy that you have you know you have the six five two hundred sixty pound tight end that can go up and get it uh, so I, I I don't mind that uh, throw from Pickett in that situation. He yeah, didn't put okay. it in da- he didn't put the ball in danger unless McBride, you know, doesn't come up with the catch. Then it's a danger throw. Yeah, I think Kenny Pickett had a lot of those that like almost to me watching it, I was like, eh, I don't think that's great. But if that would have happened in a game time situation, then I it, it would have been a great throw, right? Like it because you'd be like, oh, he knows what his tight end's gonna do, etc. So uh, to me, I think Pickett didn't probably didn't look great watching um, the other two guys looked better, but I thought he was doing a lot of savvy, small things today that um, that were impressive to me. Um, my last note I have on the national team practice, then I'll let you go into what you saw uh, on the film because you, you watched the uh, some of the one-on-one stuff uh, on the film earlier before we came on the air. But um, Zion Johnson, I want to talk about him. Because yeah. after practice yesterday, he stayed late. And we we talked and we and we've talked about this. Like I said, we talked about it yesterday. We talked about it before. There was only one true center on either roster. That was Luke Fortner from Kentucky. So the national team, Cole Strange has done it. Uh, Luke Gattake was was doing it before he got hurt yesterday. And Zion Johnson, who was a guard at Boston College, was 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 snapping the football. Um, today, Jatire Carter from Southern was taking reps at center. Uh, just file that away um, for the future reference. But uh, 
after practice yesterday, we saw Zion Johnson snapping the ball with uh, I don't assistant offensive line coach, I guess, or somebody back there, just just getting more, more reps, more reps, more reps at it, just to get better at it. Today he was doing it after practice again during what was the hardest part of the rain all day. I mean, it was coming down at this point after practice. Practice is over. Everybody, everybody in the media is in the concourse. We're looking through, but we can see down and see Zion Johnson taking these reps at center, pouring down rain. When his teammates are in the locker room, they're gone. He's still out there pouring down rain. And that's the type of stuff right there that will have every scout in attendance, every NFL coach that was in attendance. They're going to go to bat for this guy. They're going to want this guy. Not only is he great on film at Boston College from everything we've seen, and he's had some good reps here in practice as well, but that kind of stuff right there is going to get you is going that's what's going to pound the table for these for these guys to take you. Uh, and and that's kind of a little stuff that, that being there you look for uh, because you don't always get to see that on the NFL Network coverage or whatever. Because um, yeah, th- I mean that that's that's huge. That kind of work ethic, like he doesn't have to do that. He he could go to the locker room; it wouldn't hurt himself, right? Um, but he he wants to get better, you know. And this is a guy who pl- a guard that played next to my number two center and Alec Lindstrom. Uh, my number two center in the class. So he didn't have to play center at all uh, in college. It's not like he had done this. So I, I do think that's huge. I think it speaks to I, – I love Zion Johnson. I, I think he's one of the most well-rounded interior linemen in, in this draft. Um, and so I, ho- I hope it gets him drafted high. I hope a team takes him. And, and he's – you know, you have a lot of these teams, I think, that are going to value hard work. So I like that. Yeah, no, it, it was great to see uh... – what, what what stood out to you and uh, or some of the players that stood out to you watching these reps today? Um, I, I think a, a couple guys just kind of continued some of their dominance. I mentioned Travis Jones from UConn before. I thought he him and Logan Hall, you know, on the defensive line were uh, fairly dominant. Um, I thought, you know, Trevor Penning kind of brought it back uh, that he was very good. Um, I actually like the, the running backs today in, in the rain. I thought Rashad White. Looked really explosive. I mean, Tyler Batty's making himself a ton of money down there too. They're running back from Missouri. You know, short. He's under five eight, but I mean, he he has burst and he has you know he's tough. Um, he's making some good plays. Like I think teams have to start considering him kind of in that that Tariq Cohen kind of mold. And you start, well, you know, that could be a, a guy that we could utilize. And he starts propping up into earlier in day three. So I was really impressed with him. Um, in terms of just dis- my probably my biggest disappointment from this national team today was uh and yesterday was, was Bernard Raymond, um, the office tackle from central Michigan. I, I think he just continues to struggle with his like he's playing really high, the hand placement's not there, and on these one on ones that like that comes out uh mm-hmm. almost more than game film that that's problematic. Um, you know, so I, uh, yeah, I, he was he was one that for me, um you know, what was definitely a big issue. And I thought he was just getting worked a lot today. Um, and what else stood out? I thought Darian Beavers is by far the best linebacker on the, probably, probably there on the national team. We'll see. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he's huge. He's looking good. And then um, Tyreek Smith uh, had, had a good couple good reps, uh, beat Daniel Falele multiple times. Um, they, they have some experience together uh, in the Big Ten. 
but uh, Tyreek Smith from Ohio State played well. So uh, yeah, I, I thought it was uh, it was it was an interesting to watch in the rain uh, and see that. And there's definitely there definitely some other guys, some linebackers that did well. But uh, it was uh, I'm glad I'm glad they were outside. I'm glad they were out there. Ultimately, that's one of the things I want to when I finally get time to to sit down and watch some of the film uh, is is how some of these offensive linemen that have struggled, especially like the tackles, like you said, with uh, that, that Raymond's had struggles and um, you just said, Falele has had struggles uh, in the one-on-ones. How are they doing in the, like the 11 on 11 drills? And and I, I want to kind of look at that and see if that translate, because maybe they're just out of their comfort zone uh, with those one-on-ones as important as they are, but maybe, you know, you get them, you know, in the full situation, you know, it, they handle it a lot better. So that's that's something uh, that I'll be interested to see. I do want to make a note because I, I I did hear it on the uh, – and I kind of want to give a shout-out to Jim Nagy, who's been on the podcast. You know, he was on the podcast a couple months ago now. But uh, he said on the NFL Network coverage that they asked why they had the practice outside today. And he did say that, well, we've got 900 credential media here, and so we wanted to at least, you know, give them a chance because if they had moved the practice inside like it's going to be tomorrow, then uh, if they had done that today, then basically everybody who would come here to cover practice would have got one practice. Not and in that would have <laughs> and, and, and the one not in pads, and that would have sucked. You know, for everybody. I mean, it sucked being out there today. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to anybody and say that. Oh, I had a great time out there today. No, it sucked. It was cold. I didn't bring a jacket because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and uh, you know, I just sat out in the rain and froze. But it was. It was. Uh, but I, I do want to thank them for that. And plus, I mean, it's a good evaluation process seeing you know, how the players handle, you know, the rainy conditions. You know, that's it's good. Good for that as well. So so. Uh, Tip of the cap to uh, the staff there, the senior bowl, Jim Nagy there. Uh, any Anything else on the national team before we move on to the uh, the American? Uh, no, it's good for me. I, I'm interested. To, I haven't watched the American yet, so I'll be interested to see what uh, how, you, how you feel uh, about that. Did, did you, did you uh, get any uh, – the, the national team quarterbacks, uh, any, any standouts hmm. to you in the film stuff? I, th- I thought Desmond Ritter was much improved. I thought yesterday was rough for him. He was like clearly the worst. Did he handle the snaps there. better today? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, you know, it, it, he, it, there wasn't anything egregious, which especially in the rain, I was like, okay, that, that's a really nice improvement. Um, he even he was running a little bit, which which was exciting. And you know, he, he wasn't. I wasn't like, oh, Desmond Ritter, you know, first round talent, but uh, it was it was it was much improved. I mean, Carson Strong definitely has the best arm of the three. Like I said, Kenny Pickett, I think looks, you know, I mean, he, he looks like an average NFL quarterback, you know, and, and that's not a knock on him. Like, I think that's why he's in this conversation. He's doing really small, good things, but nothing he did was, wow, the, you know, this guy's a superstar um, where, where I think Strong had some of those moments. Yeah, good stuff. Uh Last note on the national team. Uh, we talked about Luke Gattake, hamstring injury. He's out. Uh, Senior Bowl is going to bring in LSU guard Chasen Hines uh, to take his place on that squad. Uh, he'll get in. He'll be, he'll practice tomorrow. Uh, that scoop, by the way, was uh, first reported by uh, 
at Deep Fried Draft on Twitter. Oh, yeah. So, uh, as we also first reported the Gata K injury yesterday. So, love it. So, American team practice. And let's just start, let's start with the, uh, the 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 main the main thing that we have to talk about there with is the quarterbacks and we have to talk about Malik Willis and he was very good today and with the rain and the weather and the wind um his arm showed through that now he of course had his normal errant passes cuz it's that's going to happen but you you take that with him but his the good was very good today with Malik Willis. And there was especially one rep in the full team where the play broke down and he took off running. And normally you, you, you'll, you discount that in these drills because you know, they can't one, they can't tackle anybody, but he wasn't touched. There was no defenders around him. And I looked up and he's 20 yards down the field before they, <laughs> he ever sees a defender. Yeah. And that, that's the athleticism. That's the, the, the recognition that, you wish you saw that from him on tape more uh, this year, but that's the type of stuff that is going to get him drafted probably a lot higher than he should be in all actuality. But it is that's that's what's going to get it done. I mean, I, I'm I'm champing at the bit to to watch him today because the reports were great, and like we talked about yesterday, had some really bad throws, but had some amazing ones. You know. I, I think it's trending looking at these guys next to each other. You know, the combine is going to be good for Malik Willis, right? Like, like he's going to be the best quarterback at the combine. So this is just trending toward him becoming a top 10 pick. Yeah. I, I think it's just trending to that with that kind of upside. Yeah. It's, it's certainly, yeah, that, that seems to be the way. And at this point right now, I would not be surprised if, if you could go on, you know, FanDuel or wherever it is that you you place your draft prop bets right now that you could that after this week he's going to be the betting favorite to be QB one off the board. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to issue a retraction from yesterday's podcast, Shane. Um, <laughs> okay. I spoke I spoke ill of Tariq Woolen, the corner uh, from UTSA, because he got beat by Velas Jones pretty bad on a rep. I mean, like Velas Jones, who's fast. I should should say that Velas Jones is really fast. But he outran him by like a yard and a half on a perfectly thrown deep ball from Bailey Zappi. And I was and I questioned Tariq Woolen's long speed. Well, here's the thing about that. They released the GPS data this morning from the American team practice yesterday, and Woolen topped out at 22.45 miles per hour, which was one mile an hour nearly faster than every other player on the field. Whoops. <laughs> Yeah. Well, look, it definitely wasn't in that rep at the very least. But, no. You know. Yeah. But his size—that—that that is that's very impressive. I heard somebody else tell me yesterday that they think that he is reported to have a forty-three-inch vertical. Wow. Wow. At I mean, si- at six-three with thirty, what thirty-three-inch arms. That yeah, is, I mean that's that's day two. Like, yeah, no, that, that 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 may be back end of day one if he tests wow. four three speed with that yeah. length, that speed, that athleticism. True, you, you could have a team talk themselves into that easily. 
yeah. one of those playoff teams, especially, you know. There's, um, a, there's a team picking 31 or 32 that, that could draft a corner late in round one, just saying. Could be. Could <laughs> be. Um, I want to talk about Isaiah Likely. Uh, the forgotten tight end here at the Senior Bowl because everybody's talking about Trey McBride as potentially tight end one in the class. Isaiah Likely's good. And I think by the end of this week, he's going to firmly be in – definitely going to firmly be in the top 100, I believe, for sure. I think he could see himself into that late, uh, late second-round area uh, by the end of the week and by the combine because I think he's also going to test really well. Um, he, he had some great routes today, caught the ball extremely well considering the conditions, and he he ran a nice post route and then outrun everybody to the end zone after he caught it. Um, you know, like I, you've seen the, the, the 99 yard touchdown, I believe it was against Arkansas State. So you know, he has that long speed. So I, um, Isaiah Likely, man, that's uh, that guy I think is going gonna, is, is, is gonna to continue to rise. I mean, that, that's exciting because I think that all these tight ends are pretty good, and he's probably one of the more athletic ones outside of McBride in this. We have, you know, Charlie Kohler and Jeremy Ruckert, kind of two-way tight ends, uh, Dulcich and Bellinger. Um, so that is that is pretty exciting. Um, speaking of Bellinger, um, I know our, our good friend Jeff Risen, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, uh, they had Bellinger on their podcast this morning, I believe. Um, I, I don't know if they posted it already, but they're going to post it later. And they, Jeff believes that the Lions will be extremely intrigued by Daniel Bellinger, possibly in that third round area. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think it would be high. I, I agree. I, I, yeah, I think it'd be wild to draft a backup. You know, I mean, th- that's not quite as bad as the Drew Sample debacle, uh, no offense. Um, but you know, None taken. To, to draft a number two t- blocking tight end in the third, as, as even if Daniel Bellinger's great, the best uh, at that ever, he's he's never going to be a you have TJ Hawkinson, like you know. Um, I gotta tell you, the biggest eye opener today for me is a guy who I watched no tape on coming into the senior bowl, uh, was Eric Johnson, uh, big defensive tackle from Missouri State. Uh, play at the NFL PA game, got called up here late. Uh, this, he was flying back home from the NFL PA, connected in at O'Hare in Chicago, and then got a call from his agent and said, hey, you're, you're fly from there to Mobile. You're, you're coming to the Senior Bowl. <laughs> so the guy just gets on another flight, comes back down here, and, and gets ready to go. Uh, measured in 6'4", 300. 33, almost 34-inch arms, 82-and-a-half-inch wingspan, 10-inch hands. And then I saw him today, uh, Cade Mays, who had a good first day yesterday, uh, by all accounts, uh, was was widely talked about as having a good day. But he took him, and he literally just took one arm and walked Cade Mays back, like five or six yards. And then Darian Kennard, who uh, – a potential day early day two tackle uh, from Kentucky was repping inside at guard. And then he beat him quick with like a spin, little spin move inside um, was very nice. And there was some other reps like in the, uh, the, 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 
nine on sevens and uh, the full team drills where he was just wreaking havoc uh, in the backfield as a, as a interior rusher. So uh, Eric Johnson uh, definitely going to have to go back and find some of that Missouri state tape and, uh, and get on that. But between now and, and and the end of the, this cycle. It's definitely, I, I think I watched him kind of in passing, not, you know, not watching much. So I'll definitely go back to um, it's wild talk about Cade Mays, right? Cade Mays was a five-star number one pro, uh, recruit. Uh, Eric Johnson was a one-star recruit. Like, and, and and this is why I love a senior bowl, because now now they're both going to the NFL. And we, you, you see him up against each other. This one-star guy, like, just dominated, uh, who was the best offensive lineman coming out of high school. Uh, that's awesome. Um, You watched some of the American tape from yesterday, correct? Yes. Yeah, I watched well, so, uh, so because I, I know the, the tape's not up yet from today, or maybe up now, but it wasn't up earlier. Um, what 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 kind what guys stood out to you uh, from yesterday's practice? We'll just we'll just talk about that for a few minutes uh, before we wrap things up. Um, I you know I I really thought some some of the big names did well. I mean Kingsley and Igbari uh, just like. And, and Jermaine Johnson both just looked the part. Uh, both of them were, um, you know, were whipping around the edge in those one-on-ones yesterday. Um, that was good. Um, you know, I, I thought uh, I thought Fidarian Mathis was good. He was on my list for sure. Um, you know, you know, in the first couple of practices is always tough. I thought Damian Pierce was probably the best running back I saw yesterday. That continued today. Okay, I was like, I don't know if it continued today, but he was, you know, he was better than anyone. He had so. a drop on a pass, but he clearly beat his guy, and then he dropped the pass. But he, uh, he, he, for all intents and purposes, looked good today. Uh, from what uh, I forgot to put it in my notes here, but uh, Enigbari had a couple of. Uh, he struggled a little bit uh, mm. with Spencer Burford, the uh, offensive tackle mm, from UTSA. Yeah. Uh, they they matched up quite frequently uh, from what I saw a little bit today, and Burford got the best of him. So um, I, I didn't see any other reps from Enigbari. Those were the only two or three that I saw today. But Burford uh, did a good job getting his hands on Enigbari and just just overpowering him because he's got him by 50 or 60 pounds. But he was able to, to use his length and get Enigbari first and shut him out. Yeah, I, I I think yeah, I had Burford even yesterday. Burford and, and Dylan Parham uh kind of surprisingly were two of two of the better offensive linemen to me um from yesterday as well. And like Calvin Austin, I don't know. I mean, he was and I expected him to be really good because he is so quick twitch, but I mean there there were certain routes where he was just like faking guys out and finding ways to get open and catching the ball. He's so small. Uh I don't know how to judge him. But he's he's fun, and I, I thought yesterday he had a heck of a practice. Yeah, I just I I I have Tutu Atwell syndrome here because <laughs> I was lower it's not on quite him. that bad. It's not quite that. I small. was lower on. I mean, I had like a a fifth or sixth round grade, I think, on Tutu Atwell last year, and he, to see him go in the second round was kind of mind-boggling to me. I mean, I had a higher grade on Des Fitzpatrick, his teammate, last year. But, I mean, that didn't really work out for me either. But 
that's neither here nor there. But uh, <laughs> but I, I I don't know if they're similar style players, but they're definitely similar sized players. I'll say that. Look, I, um, look, Calvin Austin still got he's got like 10, 15 pounds on. Two two Atwell. So well, that's good. true. He did weigh <laughs> in at one seventy three. Atwell weighed like what one fifty. Yeah, one. Oh, it's like in the high one fifty. How do you try, spend a second round pick on that? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm not touching Calvin Austin until day three. If if I'm, I just I can't take. Yeah, it. I, I, I think I think I would agree with this receiver class, but he he was interesting, and I agreed with you on, on a lot of the guys you talked about on yesterday's podcast. Uh, Danny Gray um, being kind of impressive. Uh, I also like he's, he's out, by the way. Oh, is he out now? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I don't know what happened to him. Uh, if it happened late in practice and I didn't see it, but it was announced today. Uh, thank Jordan Reed for, from ESPN, uh, said that he was out for the week in addition to Cameron Thomas and uh, Gadike, which we talked about yesterday. Um, but uh, Danny Gray's out, he's being replaced by another. Very shifty, small guy uh, from Sam Houston State, Jaquez Ezard. Uh, he'll be in tomorrow uh, for, for the American team. Yeah, uh, we'll see how Izzard does uh, there. I think that's 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 dropping a little bit, but he's – I don't know. And plus the practice will be inside, So, uh, but the one-on-ones he should do fine. What, what was your takeaway from yesterday's practice uh, with Sam Howe and Bailey Zappi? I know I know, we've talked about Malik Willis enough, but talk about what you saw from those two guys. I thought, like I said, I said yesterday I thought Howe was the most consistent of the three, uh, maybe the most consistent of all six quarterbacks yesterday. Uh, I didn't really get to see much of him today. Um, I, I, I was impressed. I was impressed by the arm strength. I thought he flashed better arm strength than I kind of expected him to have. I mean, he's definitely hit that at North Carolina. Um, but in terms of throwing down the field, I think he was probably second to Carson Strong yesterday. Um, but like you said, consistency, he, he kind of knew what he was doing. I thought he adjusted much quicker than the other quarterbacks. I thought Zappi did fairly well. Like you mentioned yesterday, like the arm strengths, we know that's not there. He underthrew some passes. Some of them were still caught. Um, and I think he kind of, you know, he, he has an understanding of what he can do and what he can't do, which I think sometimes is the most important for those type of players. Like I think he's better than some of the low end quarterbacks that we've seen at the senior bowl that even have gotten drafted day three and we've seen play in some games in the NFL and been, you know, really bad. Um, I don't think Bailey Zappi's that. So, you know, I, I liked, I liked him too. And, um, you know, just unfortunate that maybe that they're with Malik Willis. Cause I think, I think on the other team, how would compare uh, fairly well. I'm interested to see what, how today went for him though. Um, the last thing on Bailey Zappi, then we're going to get to a couple questions. We have in the comments and call it a night. Um, do you do you think that he's in the late day two area, or is he an early day three guy for you? I think he has a shot. I I, I kind of lean late day two, if if there are enough teams with needs at the position. I think free agency ultimately is going to determine if he goes in round three or round four. Because round four is when you start to open up. Okay, teams even with a quarterback that really need a backup. Um, you know could take him and I think feel great about it. Uh, but um, right now I'd lean late. I'd lead round three. I think he's played himself into that. 
I think it's interesting that Detroit ended up with the three that they got because yeah, I I don't think they'll have a shot at Willis because they're definitely they're not taking him at two. I two. I mean I I I I think the odds are slim, very slim, but I don't think it's zero percent anymore. So that's that's my thought, at the very least. We've got some breaking news here from uh, Pigskin Paul. Uh oh! Oh no! Uh, that he says that per. I'm not gonna write because I don't know. I, I can't, yeah, no, I can't, no, no. I can't corroborate what I can't corroborate what he's saying. So <laughs> I'll. Uh, I'm not gonna put that out there in 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 the lexicon. No, until I can corroborate that that is actually can, true. You can tweet it if it's true uh, soon after. Um, but yes. Um, so, yeah. That, like I said, I, I want to get to that American team uh, practice tape because, like I said, I saw a little bit uh, that I, just, I, I, I hate that I couldn't take the notes that I took yesterday. I feel like I've let – I've let myself down. I feel like I've let other people down, but it, nah, it was just—it right. was a horrible, horrible day to try to do that. A um, couple, I, I we'll call them questions in the chat over here. Uh, I don't think we got any on Twitter. I didn't check that. But uh, Steve, yeah, Stephen B. Uh, I don't know why teams would draft a low mobility quarterback these days unless said QB is amazing from the pocket. I tend to agree. That's what I think makes Carson Strong so interesting because he doesn't have that. He did have a run today. I saw on Twitter. He did run the football. Uh, you know, looked better than Big Ben did this year. So uh, I'll I'll take it. Um, but yeah, like you, so you better watch your mouth because that might end up manifesting itself into truth. <laughs> it might, it might. Uh, but I'm I'm a stem with Steven. I, you know that that is a fear of mine. Like I think Carson Strong has the arm. The medical is a, a whole separate issue, but I think that's where he gets drafted. I mean, if you told me he got drafted mid first round, I, I could see it. I could see a team falling in love with those tools, but how, there's so many teams now that I just think are going to just, you know, knock them down two rounds because it's not that he's not, he can't run. Like he's not mobile. He can't get out of the pocket. And I think it's still a problem. Yeah. And I, I believe of the six quarterbacks here, he is the only one I think that I could immediately well, – it may be Zappy because I don't know how mobile he is either. I mean, he's mobile. I mean, he, he can move around. I think Zappy's but, um, much better. I, I think the other four quarterbacks here handle that much better uh, in the pocket and outside of it. Uh, obviously, Malik Willis being the most athletic of the three. Sure. Um, of the six, I should say. Uh, guy is 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 how shorter in person and Pickett should be a fourth fifth round pick, but desert teams will foolishly draft him in the first or second. Is how shorter in person? You uh... how short? <laughs> yeah, I mean he's six foot. So okay. that's that's that. Somebody pointed that out yesterday. Was it Jeff Riz? Yeah, Jeff Rizzo pointed that out yesterday. That all three quarterbacks on the American team roster are shorter than what Baker Mayfield measured in at at the Senior Bowl four years ago. 
I mean, it's the way the NFL's trending now. You you don't need that tall. Six two is not the mark anymore. Like no. you know, being over six foot is fine. Um, and you know, like we were talking about the Lions. Uh, you know, I think it's funny because that, that this quarterback group, I think, does now fit them much better than I thought when we first got the when we first got who's on the team. Because I think it's like, okay, Willis you know, at two, maybe a long shot, but then end of the first, Sam Howell was a possibility, or, you know, they could wait. Bailey Zappi in the third. You know, right. So, like, it all makes sense. Um, I, look, I, I think I think Kenny Pickett's worth a first-round pick. Do I think he's worth a high first-round pick? No, but I think I think he can be Derek Carr. He can be fine and make some good plays and, and not be able to make some plays. And, like, to me, if Derek Carr had gone in the first round, like, his, his career is a success. That's a success drafting that quarterback in the first round. Um, maybe not top five, top ten, but that's that's the question is like, do you do you spend a pick on that? Uh, or you know, if you really need the position or you wait on the position, Pickett will be good with talent around him. He's not going to elevate a team to another level. And that's just the question you have to ask yourself. Very well put, and I agree. All right, so that's going to do it for tonight's day two wrap-up of the Reese's Senior Bowl, 2022 Reese's Senior Bowl. Uh, this podcast will be in audio form coming up here very shortly, and uh, we ask all of you that if you listen to us that way, please give us a five-star rating and drop a review there on be it Apple, be it Spotify, be it Amazon, whatever, Google, I don't care. Just leave them reviews, get us – Get us out there to more people so they can hear it. And as always, if you, on the YouTube too, because I subscribe I on the YouTube. That. <laughs> yeah, Please. get them numbers up on the on the YouTube subscriptions. Brian has a couple interviews. Uh, do you want to say who you interviewed? We'll be putting them up yes. on the YouTube. Yes, next we're going to be getting that up on YouTube next week. Uh, I talked to Christian Watson, wide receiver from North Dakota State, this morning. I also uh, talked to Zaquandre White, the running back from South Carolina, and Kingsley and Agbare, the defensive end from South Carolina. So yeah. we'll get those up there today. Total coincidence that I talked to the two South Carolina players. Uh, yeah, yeah, but we'll, yeah. Next total, week, once once stuff's over, like that'll be that'll be nice. Uh, go back and watch. So I'm excited. Uh, but but yeah, yeah, that's gonna go up on the YouTube channel. And I, as Shane put it, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, and and put the notification bell on there. So you, like I said, the rest of the uh, tomorrow, uh, I'm gonna try to get another guest on. I may be going solo tomorrow night uh, with the podcast. Um, because Shane will be out. Uh, but Friday night, we're going to try to set up something a little different uh, where uh, we've done in years past with a podcast uh, where we basically start going on se- doing some Senior Bowl game predictions and stuff. We've had fun with that in the past. And uh, we'll re- we could reminisce about some uh, perhaps. We're, we're working on that still. And then Saturday night after the game, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about the game. Obviously, uh, I'll be calling the game on the radio. Uh, it'll be syndicated throughout the state of Alabama and the uh, Gulf Coast area uh, from about halfway through Mississippi into Pensacola area on the Gulf Coast. So a lot of a lot of a lot of stations going to get that. A lot of people going to hear me uh, doing the color analyst of that game. Um, and if you're listening in the Mobile area, it'd be on uh, 96.1 The Rocket. The rocket, uh, the rocket. I love it. Classic rock, baby. But you know, <laughs> it has a it has a broader range uh, than the uh, 
the the normal channel would be on. But yes, yeah, so, so I'll be doing that on Saturday, and then I'll have a post game write up uh, up immediately after the game uh, at DraftCountdown.com, and then uh, as soon as I get home that night, probably about eight o'clock, maybe. Uh, probably at the, about this time on eight o'clock on Saturday, uh, me and Shane will go live and we'll, we'll talk about the game. So uh, look forward to that. But yeah, but you'll need to hit that notification bell and subscribe. So you'll, you'll, you'll know when, whenever all these are going on this week and then next week we'll get back into our normal, uh, normal routine as we get ready for draft season. And then we've got some big stuff planned for the draft itself. So you got that to look forward to, but so for Shane P. Hallam, Follow him on Twitter at Shane P. Hallam. Follow me on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft. Follow the Draft Countdown at Draft Countdown on Twitter. And for everything you need draft-related, senior bowl-related, draftcountdown.com is the place to be. Good night, everybody. <laughs>